Well, hello and welcome to The County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person. On this edition of The Conversation, we're talking with Jay Riott, Division Director of Land Development Services, but he's also Fairfax County's building official. And I'm curious to find out what that means. He's also here to talk about the importance of building safety. That's a timely topic as the month of May is Building Safety Month. So, Jay, thanks for being here with us on the podcast. Thank you, Jim. I'm glad to be here, and I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk about building safety and building official and what everything else means. Absolutely. Well, I'll let you reserve judgment until the end of the podcast and see, <laughs> see how glad you are to be here. I promise I won't grill you, but we do want to get into sure some, of, some of the stuff. So, um, I was trying to decide whether we would dive off into Building Safety Month or buildings, um, Building Official. I think I'm going to start with Building Official because that kind of leads us down the road. And when you know people uh, maybe hear you introduced as Building Official, they'll go, what is a Building Official and why does Fairfax County have one? Yeah, absolutely. So um, what we do in Virginia is we are a deal and rule state that which all of our legislation, all, all of our action comes from central uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia, Richmond government. Hmm. And the entity that governs us in building safety is DHCD, which is the Department of Housing and Community, Community Development. Hmm. And every three years or so, they issue an update to the building codes as the law requires. And that update is the called the Virginia Uniform Statewide Building Code. Okay. In that Virginia Uniform Statewide Building Code, which is issued by Virginia's government, DHCD, it requires all jurisdictions across the county to have designated a building official. Okay. Um, that building official is um, charged with the responsibility of safe construction. Um, and, and how that happens is through the issuance of permits, um, through plan review, and inspections. Now, you can imagine with Fairfax County, there's <laughs> a million buildings here in Fairfax County. Right. So, it's hard for me to go out and inspect every single one of them, plan review every single one of them, and issue an occupancy to every single one of them. You mean you them. don't work 24 hours a day? <laughs> <laughs> it, would require, it would probably require way more than 24 hours. Probably would, yeah. So um, we are then given what the Uniform Statewide Building Code gives a, the building official technical assistance hmm. who basically act on behalf of the building official. Okay. So while the building official kind of overarches and sees, oversees everything – he has a bunch of technical experts that mm. also work underneath gotcha. him. Gotcha. Which are permit technicians, plan reviewers, inspectors, um, those going out and issuing uh, occupancy um, so that the building official, of course, doesn't have to do it all himself. And of course, across Virginia, there's also smaller jurisdictions which this department only, which their building department will only have two people working, and one is the building official right. who does. Who does everything. all that stuff. Who does everything. Right. Um, but Fairfax is definitely not one of them. All the, of course, the Northern Virginia jurisdictions, we all work together. We're kind of set up the same way as well because um, we're more of an urban center rather than someplace like, let's say, um, uh, Louisa County or something like that mm. that is more rural and doesn't have quite the wide-ranging number of buildings. Right. In, in, 
So now when people see their the, the permits or plan reviews or uh, even elevator inspections, am I correct on that? And they yeah. see your name on there? Absolutely. They, at least they now have a voice to go with the name, not a face because yeah. we're audio only. But <laughs> Absolutely. And, and to give you perspective, the, the sheer number of places that a building official's signature is required, mm. if I had to do all those signatures myself, that's a full-time job in itself, wow. just signing papers. I right. mean, elevator certificates, permits, CFOs. I mean, the number that we issue, it would just be things coming to me to sign. I wouldn't be able to do any work. So, again, my signature or the building official's signature is delegated out to these people as well. They all have copies of my signature oh, that wow. they just <laughs> apply on my behalf. So, it makes right. my job much easier. Right. Okay. So, in addition to building official, you're also division director of land development services. What what is land development services? Yes. Yeah, so, land development services is, is a department. Um, it is um, the director of land development services, Bill Hicks, who is my boss, and I am um, I am the director of the building division inside of land development services. Okay. okay. So, uh, land development services is a department of the county such as Department of Public Works, mm-hmm. Department of um, uh, Planning and Development, and Facilities Management. Those are all departments, um, and Bill Hicks is the director. And uh, So in Land Development Services, we are responsible for vertical, uh, horizontal construction, which is site division, and that's headed by Matthew Hansen. And then the vertical construction, which is the building division, and that's that's where I that's where I reside. Okay. So, what specifically do you do in the building division other than uh, being responsible for um, your signature on a bunch of documents? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, so, in the building division as a director, so my role is kind of twofold here. One is the responsibilities of being a building official for the county. Mm-hmm. The other is the responsibilities of operating a building department. Um, and so, that means ensuring, that means basically managing my technical assistance, okay. all the people that are doing work on my behalf. Gotcha. All right. Now, are y'all actually constructing buildings or are you more on the planning process, review process, inspection process? We, we actually are not the ones constructing anything. Okay. We are the ones that go out to ensure construction is compliant with uh, the construction code. Okay. Um, we have no say in how construction is to be done other than it has to meet the minimum requirements of the Virginia construction code. Okay. And these inspections are done by these technical specialists that you referred to earlier. Uh, and those would be like, uh, what, mechanical review, electrical review, electrical inspection, those type of things? Absolutely. So our technical assistants are broken down into specialty. Okay. Some are experts in structural inspections, structural mm-hmm. plan review. Some are experts in mechanical plan review, mechanical inspections. Some are in fire. Um, so we partner with the fire marshal's office. They have given us basically a set of staff to ensure that the fire codes are also being met. Um, some of them are mechanical, plumbing, electrical. So they're all kind of broken up into their own little groups. Mm-hmm. And uh, they do all their inspections Um uh, there, I mean, in, to give you an example, I have no electrical background whatsoever, mm. yet we have somebody that if I get a question about electrical, I go to that technical expert and right. say, are you, you're going to kind of answer this question on my behalf. Right. I don't know that topic, but I know a guy who knows that topic. Exactly right. <laughs> it's kind of like a consultant to me. You know, gotcha. Okay. Um, so, how you, you mentioned expertise and knowledge. How how did you actually become the building official? I mean, is there a certain 
path you have to take to become the building official? You know, if I could tell you 15 years ago that in 15 years, if, <laughs> you know, you're going to do some things in your career and end up as building official, I probably would not have bet on that. I would right. have said, okay, first of all, I, even, I didn't know what a building official was okay. at that time. Right. So, it, uh, you know, as a chapter went down through my career, doors opened and I followed a path like going through a maze and I ended up as building official. Uh, this is something that I'm very passionate about because of what I've done throughout my career, the work I've I've done. So I started, of course, uh, as a graduate in engineering, mm. mechanical engineering at Virginia Commonwealth University. Um, I got, go Rams. Yeah, the Rams, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just not too far down south uh, in Richmond. So spent a number of years there. I worked for a utility company there. Then I worked for a mechanical contractor there as well. Got really good hands-on experience. Mm. Um, and then, you know, I worked some, a little bit with the codes um, and came back and wanted to get a little bit more on the government, on the public side. And um, and so, I got hired here at Fairfax County back in 2012 as a plan reviewer. So, I did plan review for plumbing and mechanical for maybe about five or six years. I then became a project manager in LDS, uh, Land Development Services, um, where I took a bit of a higher, higher level approach on trying to get a developer or a designer from their design to actually occupancy. Hmm. So, um, and, and then and then the opportunity as my predecessor left this past April, Brian Foley, he, he retired and I said, hey, you know, this is something I'm really passionate about. This naturally could be the next step in my career and my progression. And, um, you know, I am really passionate about becoming uh, the top, you know, a, a top level building official mm -hmm. that has the responsibility of ensuring public safety. I was really, really passionate about that. I wake mm. up and I'm really happy to do that every single day. So naturally this opportunity came and I was like, okay, right. well, I, I definitely want to go after it. I just want to, you know, um, forward the great things that my predecessor, Brian Foley did right. and keep those things alive and moving forward and go in that direction that he and my predecessors before them put in place. Right. Um, so, uh, to, to become a building official, you need to be a certified building official with Department of Housing and Community Development, which requires you to take a bunch of exams, it requires you mm -hmm. in Fairfax County to become a licensed professional engineer, which I, I did that a couple of years ago as well. So, those are the kind of things that they require you to have that technical, mm, some okay. sort of technical expertise, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, not necessarily being an expert in everything, right? but being able to, I guess, make decisions and um, understand how a building department is run. works. So, uh, a, a nerd or a geek at heart. I mean, if you're if you're into building codes and that kind of thing, I am. I definitely <laughs> am. <laughs> okay. I definitely am. Um, so, I study the building codes. I work with the building codes every single day. Yeah, and you brought your own copy with you. <laughs> I this is yeah definitely. Uh, I have my uh, whole set of whole set of all the building codes. There's like ten or twelve. That are just the Virginia version, and then they have the international versions, wow. which you're supposed to be familiar with. So it's a lot of stuff. But you know, one one of the great things is the technical assistance, the staff that I have. I mean, kind of uh, like subject matter experts. Subject matter experts that have been so great, and you know, it literally comes down to just me saying, "Hey, you know, we, one guy on our team's name is Anthony McMahon. Anthony, you know, we have." a county resident asking about residential construction. I've never worked closely with residential construction. I am learning, but, um, you know, to get to the level that Anthony is as a technical expert, you know, connecting those two mm -hmm. 
and watching that problem be solved and help that customer when there's really nothing like it. All right. So you mentioned the codes, and I think this is a good time to talk about um, the July 1st um, transition or deadline. There's some new codes coming in. But I do want to remind our listeners that we are talking with Jay Riott uh, with Land Development Services, also Fairfax County's building official. We're going to be – we are talking about the importance of building safety. Um, we were talking about the codes, and I think uh, coming up July 1st of this year, 2022 – uh, new codes will be effective in Virginia. Is that, is that true? That, that is true. So um, July 1st of 2021, the 2018 codes were adopted by Department of Housing and Community Development. Okay. Trying to keep up with that. <laughs> so it was the 21st. So in Virginia, once the new code is adopted this past year, there is a one-year grace period oh, in okay. which anybody can still apply uh, under the previous code, which was the 2015 so that grace period expires on June 30th of this year. Once June 30th hits, no one applying for a new building permit can apply under the 2015 code. Okay. All of their designs and all their permits at that point going forward have to be under the 2018 code. Now, if you already applied and you have a design in place and, I mean, a permit application in place, you're fine. You, you can keep that permit application open as long as you're doing work, um, in, I mean, until the completion of the work. Okay. And Fairfax County follows the Virginia uh, construction code, correct? That's correct. Virginia, uh, Fairfax County um, is required to follow the Virginia construction code like all jurisdictions in Virginia. Okay. Now, I, I don't want to trip you up on any of these code things, but are there main differences between, you mentioned earlier, the Virginia code and then the international construction code? I mean, what's, I'm sitting here as a layman going, okay, well, what's the difference? Great, absolutely. Uh, so the Virginia Construction Code is basically, for the most part, 95% the same as the International Building Code. Oh, okay. Um, it's, for the most part, the same. The only major changes are Chapter 1, which is the administration of the code, um, is replaced. Uh, they're different. The uh, tw uh, Construction Code, Virginia Construction Code, DHCD has created their own Chapter 1 in which oh, they've taken gotcha. the international version, scrapped it, and said, we're going to replace Chapter 1 with our version of Chapter 1. Okay. Uh, and that is, again, it comes down to Virginia being governed centrally by Richmond, and they want to have uniformity across the entire state. All right. Okay. Reason, folks, we're kind of diving into some of this uh, code talk and that kind of thing is because the month of May is Building Safety Month. And part of the reason you're here to talk to us on the podcast today, what, what does Building Safety Month mean for you? Yeah, absolutely. So it's just recognition. Building safety is something that we take very seriously. Um, you know, we do this job uh, at Land Development Services, Building Division, uh, Site, um, Fire Marshal's Office, Department of Code Compliance. We all partner together. We work very hard to ensure the safe occupancy of all buildings across the county. We want everyday, normal, regular citizens, um, my kids, your kids, everybody's families, to enter a building in Fairfax County and across Virginia and everywhere without having to think about building safety. It mm -hmm. should be taken for granted right. for you all. Right. And for us, too. I mean, we, we want to see that that. We've done our job and make sure that the buildings are safe, but we don't want anybody ever entering a building and questioning whether they're safe in that building. Mm -hmm. So we do this job uh, very seriously. And May being Building Safety Month is has been designated 
think it's been designated by ICC, which develops all the codes mm. as Building Safety Month. And here in Fairfax County over the last, I'll say, decade or so, we have always had some activities that take place to recognize Building Safety Month, a little bit more outreach that happens in May just to kind of, you know, have everybody informed and understand once a year, just kind of like a reminder that, hey, these are the things that we do to ensure building safety. And more so, if you have a question and there's something we can help you with, uh, you know, we're here for you as well as a way of outreach. Uh, because building safety, you know, we're not everywhere all at once. If a homeowner sees something that a deck is, his deck is about to collapse, his or her deck is about to collapse, call us, you know, let's, 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 we'll, we'll look at that, you know, right. and we'll inspect it and we'll make sure that, yeah, you do have an issue and you probably should do some rehabilitation on that. It's just giving the public a bit more uh, information and outreach to help uh, both them and us as well. Do right, job. right. Yeah, you mentioned outreach, public awareness campaign yeah. kind of thing. I mean, it's just a great opportunity to remind us to, to think about it. And of course, we're not saying that May is the only time you should be concerned about it because really all year round is, is building safety month. Yes. Yes, definitely. As we enter summer, warmer weather, you mentioned decks. I think that's a great transition into deck safety. That's that's something I don't think a lot of people, you know, really think about. But, you know, over the past years here in Fairfax County, there have been, you know, some stories of some decks collapsing, et cetera. Uh, what should people think about when they're thinking about decks, either building a deck or remodeling their deck? Are there permits, planning, things like that that they need to consider? Absolutely. So when you build a deck, you definitely need to pull a building permit. Mm -hmm. um, it's I think it's an additional permit that is that you apply for. Uh, it can be all done online. Um, and you have two options as a homeowner. You can either have an architect or somebody design the deck for you, and we can review that design to ensure compliance with the code. Or you can use the county's deck detail that we, that our my predecessor Brian Foley had created, um, and it's been used in Fairfax County. And if you present that deck detail, which is basically a standard design, we'll approve you pretty much on the spot, and you can build your deck. We'll come out, inspect it, and make sure that it meets the the minimum requirements of the building code. Mm. Now, once you once that final inspection is approved, then it kind of becomes on the homeowner to maintain that deck. Mm. What they'll want to do is inspect it once a year, once every two years or so, make sure that it is, you know, go under it, look at it. You want to make sure that the connections to the house are secure, that the posts are not deteriorating. And of course, you want to seal and maintain that wooden deck. It's, it's part of your home. If you want to use it, I mean, it's it's like anything else. Maintenance is, is a big thing. Like as if, you know, you have a car that you want to maintain. If you want to continue to use it, maintenance is certainly required. Um, uh, the, the I would say the main thing you want to cons be concerned about with a deck is its lateral loading, right? When you have five or four or five people on your deck mm. moving side to side, when that deck moves from side to side as people are walking and moving on that deck, that deck tends to try to detach from the house. So those mm. connectors are very important to inspect right, right. every year. That vertical load, wood is very good at compressing, uh, handling compressive right, loads. So right. People standing stationary and wait on a deck, probably not much is going to happen. I mean, it's, it's stationary, it's a static load, but mm -hmm. if you have that dynamic moving load and you mm -hmm. use your deck pretty often, you want to inspect where it connects to the home very carefully every single year. All right. And so I just want to make sure we're clear on this point that those ongoing inspections or reviews are not what LDS does or your staff does. That's on the... Um, on the shoulders, if you will, of the property owner or the building owner. 
Very good point. Absolutely. So, yeah, once we issue you your final inspection and we say you're good to use that deck, it then becomes on the homeowner to maintain that property. And Fairfax County has adopted the property maintenance code, uh, Virginia maintenance code, and that requires that homeowner to maintain the structural integrity and that deck as if it was, you know, kind of like in a way that it was um, issued. Of course, wear and tear is going to happen, but you want to maintain that deck. Um, And if... If it is found that that deck has not been maintained properly, then you can run into issues with Department of Code Compliance who will come out there at the authority of the um, Fairfax County property maintenance official, who is my counterpart, but they do the work after the occupancy or after the final inspection has been granted. And they may come out and say, hey, you know, your deck doesn't look like it's structurally stable. We recommend you doing some work to, to correct it. But that usually is complaint based. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not that they actively go out there right. and look they're at not everything. Seeking of, it out, yeah. yeah, they're not seeking it out. Um, if somebody calls, like let's say you're a tenant living in a in a house, and you notice your neighbor's deck is kind of not doing so well, you may be a friendly neighbor and say, "Hey, you know, go up to them and say, hey, your deck doesn't look so good.' And if they don't do anything about it, and you're concerned about their safety or whatever, you can certainly contact Department of Code Compliance and the property maintenance official gets involved. In, I didn't sure, but that's something that happens kind of passively. Right. Before we wrap up our time together, I did want to ask you about, you know, we hear a lot about, uh, you know, green buildings and sustainability and that type of thing. How, do, how has that impacted um, Fairfax County and, and codes and permitting? And, uh, you know, is that making any impact in, in the building side and the construction side and the obviously permitting and planning side? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, green construction, and it's a good question you brought up earlier. What is the difference between the international version Mm -hmm, versus the mm -hmm. Virginia version? Historically, the international version of the Energy Conservation Code is usually up to date. It takes into account new technology. The Virginia version of it is kind of lagged behind a little bit historically. It's kind of been more relaxed. So, the future is that we're, of course, trying to combat the effects of climate change. Mm. Um, historically, building safety has been about protecting health, safety, and welfare through the application of these codes. But now we kind of recognize that there's more to it than that. That we need to be conscious of green. We need to be conscious of buildings, the materials they're using, how they affect the environment, the energy conserva- consumption of those buildings, mm. insulation, the equipment, and power being used. So there has been a lot of consideration given into green and resilient buildings. Mm. Green to be more actively, operationally friendly to the environment and resilient in that whenever something does happen, like an earthquake or a storm or, you know, one of these derechos that come, that these buildings are resilient and they can actually handle those kind of adverse uh, events that happen. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. I think we could probably go on for... (laughs) <laughs> another hour or two, really, but I, we're we're at the end of our time limit. I do want to give you the last word, though. Any any final thing you want to say about building safety in Fairfax County? Absolutely. Um, and I really appreciate the time to be here. I think, of course, like you said, we can be here for hours and right. keep on discussing. Um, but what I just want to say to anybody listening to the podcast is that we're here to help. Uh, that Land Development Services, you can certainly find us uh, very easily. All you got to do is go to Google, Fairfax County Land Development Services, page first link that comes up is that is that link right there for land development services in there there's a one of the highlighted links is connecting with our staff 
So if you have any questions, if we can be of any assistance, we are not here to get in the way. We are here to help ensure safety as best as possible. All right. Great answer and a great resource. Uh, like I said, favorite search engine, just look up land development services or fairfaxcounty.gov and, and search land development services or building safety, whatever, and, and you'll get to the same place. So, Jay, thanks for being here with us. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. Great. Thank you for having me. I yeah. appreciate it very oh, much. Absolutely. Thanks to Jay again for being here. Thanks to you for listening. Uh, if you want to get more Fairfax County news, you can go to fairfaxcounty.gov slash news. Or call 703-Fairfax, that's 703-324-7329, and that's weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. Again, thanks for listening to the County Conversation podcast produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government.